episode 12. Now, this week's episode is uh, a bunch of clips put together from our live stream that took place on Thursday night. We watched the England game versus Italy when they won 2-1. And in the meantime, while doing so, uh, we spoke about many topics. We spoke about the boxing that's coming up. Anthony Joshua's return to the ring. Tyson Fury versus Usyk. Um, we 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 reviewed the race from the F1 um, last week in Saudi Arabia, um, and yeah, we covered a lot of topics. So I have put together clips from the stream. If you want to see things recorded live, head over to our Twitch account, Beyond the Pitch Pod. Actually, no, it's just Beyond the Pitch on Twitch. Um, Everything will be linked down below, so check that out, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and make sure to follow the Instagram and the Twitter to stay up to date with whenever we go live with streams, whenever there is a new podcast out, and we have a new TikTok, so go follow the TikTok account, also linked below. Alright, I'll catch you guys soon, enjoy the episode. Let's go through, ooh, voice crack, let's go through order, go through my order of stuff here. First thing is boxing. Now, let's talk about... Usyk and Fury. The fight is officially off. Both promoters, both Usyk's side and Frank Warren on Fury's side, have confirmed the fight that was potentially going to take place on April 29th has been called off, um, which is a shame to see, really. I think, by the sounds of it, there was a lot of money conversations. Now, the word from Usyk's camp, of course, is that Tyson Fury wanted a lot more money and was saying he was the A-side. Now, I would say in terms of popularity, yes, but the man with the belts is Usyk. I think Usyk should have a say um, and maybe be the, you know one of the A-sides in this, in, in this fight. You guys let me know what you think. Um, now, in my opinion, yes, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight alive at the moment. Well, active heavyweight, I should say. Um, still think Mike Tyson would run rings around a lot of the men out there. But there's obviously a big money issue. Realistically, this should be 50-50. I think all winner takes 60, loser takes 40. And Usyk wanted a rematch clause. Um, Fury supposedly gave him that rematch clause. They're going to be making a lot of money, 50, 60, 70, 80 mil. Um, So there's a lot of money on the line. I can understand why there's probably a bit of tension. But um, I do do believe, in all fairness, Usyk is the A-side in this. Because he has the belts, he's the man. He is leading the division. Technically, he is the number one of three of the active world's um, uh, governing bodies. He is the number one. He's the belt holder. Um, sure, Tyson Fury can be ranked in those, but by numbers, he is less than... Um, Less than Usyk. So, in my book, I think Usyk has a bigger say. I think Fury wins that fight against Usyk, if it's ever to happen. It's not going to happen now for a little while. Um, what's most likely to happen now... I think this. I do think, though, this gives us a better chance for AJ Fury. Um, AJ, of course, has to get through Franklin next Saturday evening. Now, the plan is to do a watch-along next Saturday evening. I've got to check them around. Um, but if you follow the podcast... Here on Twitch, and you follow the Instagram and the Twitter, um, one or the both, one or one or the both, one or both. Um, follow the Twitch. You'll stay up to date. We will most likely do a watch along. I don't think I'm busy 
So it'd be good to see. We might do it for probably a couple undercards and then stick around for the AJ fight. It'd be really interesting to see how he performs against Franklin. Now that fight is taking place at the O2 where AJ has a 100%, 100% win record. Um, of course, he has now lost a couple of times. A few times, actually. Three, to say the least. Um, but I'm pretty sure he has a like a 100% knockout record at the O2. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, let's hope he keeps it up. I mean, Franklin, Franklin's a good heavyweight in America. He has a good record. Um, he is uh, not someone that can be overlooked. Don't expect Franklin to go down easy. I do see AJ winning by knockout. You know, this is heavyweight boxing. You're, we're not meant to be seeing these 12-rounders. It's very, very you know, rare these days that we do get a lot of 12-rounders. You get a lot of 12-rounders with someone like Joseph Parker, Tyson Fury is not known for knocking people out. Of course, he did do it with. Oh, did do it with Wilder. Um, but AJ is a big knockout man now. Of course, on AJ's spectacular run of, was it eleven consecutive title defenses? Ugh, that seems a bit high. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. But his knockout percentage is pretty good going. Um, let me just have a quick drink here. It would be good to see AJ continue that knockout, uh, well, restart his knockout streak. Um, in my opinion, AJ isn't good enough to hold all the belts unless he comes lucky. And we'll talk about some of the potential um, fight options um, that could come up in the future. Not a penalty, in my opinion. They're just re-showing the penalty here. Um, Italian defenders furious. Um, and I think that is... I think that's completely right. Um, um, so some of the potential fights here, if AJ gets past Franklin, I could see an AJ versus Fury fight more likely to happen because I think AJ would take that fight. He'd be easier, easier to talk to in negotiations. Now he doesn't got, doesn't got those belts. Now he doesn't have those belts. Um, gets past Franklin. His name's probably back. On, you know how the media loves... Loves AJ. Like, I don't think he's good enough to be world champ again. Um, but there's a potential for it, I guess, if he gets a nice matchup. If he does win against Franklin, um, maybe he could become mandatory, work his way up the mandatory list. Uh, Daniel Dubois is mandatory for the WBA. Don't forget about Daniel Dubois. Now, of course, he had a very devastating loss to Joe Joyce a couple of years ago and had to retire from the fight i guess as it was um he got a really nasty 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 eye socket injury um put him out of the fight he had to take a kneel now there was a lot of backlash around that um we've chatted about it before um i think on my previous podcast that i did maybe um but i think it's kind of unfair for for people to hate on daniel dubois He's a big one-two puncher. He's very traditional. You don't. He's he's not particularly fast, but he's a heavy hitter and he's got a very very solid chin. Um, as I said, Daniel Dubois is mandatory for the WBA. I see that fight happening um, because AJ Fury, I think, is now more likely to happen that AJ Usyk is off, and we could see Usyk versus Wilder. I mean, Wilder wants to throw his hat back in the mix. Although Wilder is one of the most dangerous men on the planet, whether you like it or not. That man's right hand is unforgivable. There is no getting up from that, unless you're Tyson Fury, of course. But 
not many people do. I mean, it's, uh, Wilder has lain out. Um, Ortiz, one of the biggest uh, men in the boxing world, and he has slept him um, with a crack of a right hand. And look, against Usyk, it's going to be tough. But Usyk is a cruiserweight. He is a lot lighter. He's very nimble. He moves like a um, featherweight, basically. Uh, I mean, you think Tyson Fury's got good feet, but Usyk's got fantastic feet. Um, and I think he does dance around Wilder. Look, it's not going to be an easy fight. <coughs> but I'd love to see that happen. It does get Wilder's name back in the, that sort of top five ranking. Do we think he deserves to be there? I'm not so sure. Um, but I will be intrigued to know whether that fight happens. And, of course, we will update you here on the podcast. Um, so stay tuned. Stay following, subscribing, rating the show. Check out my Twitter and Instagram and all of that. Link below. Um, wherever you're watching or listening, it's linked below. Stay up to date with those things. And, of course, we will be doing a watch long for the AJ fight next Saturday, hopefully. Um, a couple of other fights I'd like to see. I mean, Daniel Dubois against AJ. That'd be a great British bust-up. Um, you could see Usyk, Daniel Dubois. He is the mandatory Daniel. Um, will that be forced to happen? Depends on what the WBA wants to say. Now, the WBA uh one of the quieter quieter world governing bodies. Um, Mauricio Suleiman at WBC loves to get his voice in there about everything. Um, he certainly has his say on a few things. But he's in love with Tyson Fury at the moment. He's not making any of those mandatory fights happen. Tyson doesn't want them. Um, so what else is going on in the boxing world? Not that much. We've got Lawrence Acoli this weekend, this Saturday night. Now, I might do a little quick stream for that. If I'm watching the fight, I believe it's on... Lawrence Acoli is on Sky Sports. Sky Sports News. Um, maybe we'll do a little watch along. Maybe just a short one. Just a short little, like, 30, 45 minutes Saturday night. Of course, if you follow the podcast on the Twitter, you will keep up to date on whether I'm going live or not. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, if you listen to this on the Saturday, you've got time. Reach out to me on the Instagram. Maybe I'll do a little poll on the Instagram. If you want me to do the Lawrence Acoli watch along, um, we will do so. Now, of course, we can't show the fight. But tell you what we can do is another podcast. Because we can watch the highlights together. We can watch them on YouTube. That's allowed. But I can't show you the fight live. Uh, but I will watch along. Um, I'll be watching the fight anyway. So always happy for you guys to join me. Make sure you follow if you're listening. Uh, listening back to this or watching it back or you're here now. Make sure you hit that follow button. Uh, we are trying to reach 25 followers, of course, here on the Twitch channel. Um, and just grow the audience a little bit more. Um, it's what I love to do. So um, I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Now, yeah, Lawrence and Coley, pretty easy fight, I think, for him this weekend in Manchester. Um, 25th, uh, a headline for him, which is absolutely fantastic, of course. Um, but we will, we, we'll, yeah, go on. We'll, we'll do a watch long. We'll do a watch long Saturday night. Why not? Why not? Um, so stay up to date very excited for that uh, what else is going on in the world of sports let's talk about let's talk about F1 now what a mess the podium was um, last weekend of course the Red Bulls absolutely phenomenal yet again now we're going to talk about the Red Bulls shortly on whether we think are they just going to win every single race this season? Maybe. 
I think they are. Um, but let's just get the driver standings up right now. Let's get my F1 app open. Um, now, Fernando Alonso, again, finishing in third place. Absolutely phenomenal for Fernando Alonso. That Aston Martin is super quick. I mean, we knew that anyway by now, but... Um, I just don't know whether... I don't know whether they're going to pick the post to a win. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I think Fernando Alonso gets a win this season. I definitely think he gets a win. Um, but the Max Verstappen, of course, leading the championship by one point off his teammate, Sergio Perez. Now, we're going to talk about the Red Bull rivalry within um, the starting lineup very shortly. And I think some things could change with the driver lineup this year. Um, but Fernando Alonso following up in third place. Now, he did get third on the day. And it was revoked because apparently he failed to serve a time penalty correctly when in the pits. Um, he got a five-second penalty for being slightly outside of his starting grid place um, at the start of the race. Then I think he got another 10-second penalty or five or 10-second penalty for something else. And I think for not serving his time penalty correctly when he went to the pits to get his tyres changed. Um, and then apparently he did serve it correctly. Then they So they revoked his third place, his podium, his second podium of the season, um, and then reinstated it again later that day. So it was a bit of a mess. Um, was it Carlos Sainz that was initially put on? Um, or was it Russell? It was Russell. Russell was given the um, the trophy for third place, um, and then he he... Put up loads of Instagram photos, and he was like, "Oh, I think this, you know, should be Alonso's." And then Alonso took it back again, anyway. So, bloody nightmare, I would say. Um, the standings for last weekend in Saudi Arabia—it was a really enjoyable race. I saw parts of it. Of course, it was Mother's Day. If you were here last Thursday, we spoke about how we had the Man United game um, against Fulham. Blimey, what a fluky win that was! Um, we'll chat about that later, too, of course. Um, but. Great race for the Red Bulls yet again. Will Red Bull win every single race? That's what I want to know from you guys. Let me know. Comment down below. Um, I think the only way that Red Bull don't win between Max and Sergio this year is due to a DNF or a fu like a fault of some sort with the car or if someone crashes them out. I don't see them being beaten on pure... Excuse me. I don't see them being beaten on pure speed. I just don't think that's going to happen. Right, Sergio Perez, of course, um, took the win in uh, in Saudi Arabia, which is a fantastic result for him. Um, and in Bahrain, it went to Max Verstappen. So it's nice to see a split here uh, between the Red Bulls. Um, I think Sergio Perez very much well-deserved. But I don't know if anyone saw at the end of the race, Max Verstappen absolutely distraught his second place. Um, kind of amazing to see really how angry someone can be with uh, finishing behind your teammate now that's where we come onto the conversation of is there a bit of a falling out going on in the Red Bull family now Christian Horner took to the mic and said that this is not Max Verstappen racing this is Red Bull racing there's a team here it's a team sport um, uh, F1 it is there's two two drivers on the grid and Sergio Perez um, deserves a shot at the championship just as much as um, Corner quite 
nicely taken by Italy, but no one managed to get their head on it. Um, Sergio Perez deserves a shot at that championship just as much as Max Verstappen does. Um, I love Sergio Perez, and I'll tell you what, I'd like to see him move teams. I think for someone like Max Verstappen, he is needed at Red Bull, and Red Bull, uh, and he needs Red Bull. Um, but I would say put a rookie in that second seat. Um, or give a shot to someone like our dear boy Danny Rick, give him another go in that Red Bull chair. But when you've got two drivers like Sergio Perez and uh, Max Verstappen both battling for that number one spot at the moment, there could be some collisions between the Red Bull boys, both on and off the track. Um, now, of course, it's not a bad thing to have two of the best drivers on the grid, basically, at the moment. Um in your team that's not a complaint that will be going around Red Bull but I just feel they might be falling apart slightly in terms of um, team coercion cohesion even uh, Max Verstappen wants to be winning every race and if there's a chance for Sergio Perez to be overtaken by Max Verstappen on team orders or just purely because he doesn't got the pace um, from tyres that can happen that can happen easily we've seen it before we've seen it in hmm was it Bahrain last year? Was it this second Saudi race? or oh, Where was it? We saw a switch of the Red Bull drivers pretty late on. And Sergio Perez could have gone on to win that race. And I think maybe he deserved to do so. Um, look, I would like to see someone else in that seat. I think Sergio Perez should get out of there and go to someone. Put him in the Aston. Put Lance Stroll in a McLaren. Here we go. We're going to do a complete driver swap here for next season. Put Sergio Perez in an Aston Martin. Now, I think I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a fallout with the Red Bull boys. Are we going to see a driver swap halfway through the season? Now, it is possible. I would love to see Danny Rick given an opportunity if we see a fallout between Sergio Perez. Wild ball by Italy there. Uh, Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, which I think is unlikely to happen. Now, of course, there was also rumours that Lewis Hamilton would go to Red Bull. Uh, Christian Horner shut those down very, very quickly. Um, and I don't think that would happen unless Max Verstappen was the one to leave Red Bull. If Max Verstappen was to leave Red Bull, it's not a bo- uh, you know um, out of the realms of possibility for Lewis to take that seat. I think him and Sergio would drive very well next to each other. Now, McLaren are having a super rough time. Where did they finish in... This week, we had Norris in 17th and Piastri in 15th. That's the second... Oh, no, Piastri retired in either week before. I was going to say second week in a row that Piastri finished ahead. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get better results from Piastri this season above Lando Norris. Now, of course, in my predictions, I predicted Lando... Did I even predict he would finish in the top 10? Can anyone remember what I said? I'd have to go back and check. But the McLarens are having a real struggle. Now, someone has been sacked. Their technical director has been sacked. Um... James Key, he's gone. He didn't have the key. He had no clue what he was doing, and he's out of there. Um, technical director has been sat by McLaren and has been replaced um, by Ferrari man David Sanchez, who I believe is a sir, actually. I think it's Sir David Sanchez. Uh, not Rick Sanchez. David Sanchez. Um, who I also think was originally at McLaren, then went to Ferrari to become their technical advisor or something like that. And is now back as the technical director at McLaren. Now, I don't know what the rules are about changing teams. um, But I imagine you can't just chop and change willy-nilly without some sort of break in between 
proceedings. Otherwise, you can take all your knowledge from one team and pass it on to the next. Um, I'm just going to check when the next Red Bull, next Red Bull, when the next um, F1 race is, so that we can do a little watch along for you guys here. I'll let you guys know it's in Melbourne on the second of April. Is that next Sunday? Tell you what, we'll do one. We'll do a uh, we'll do a watch along next Sunday. I don't think I'm doing anything other than watching the F1 anyway. So. Uh, if anyone here watching now is interested in the F1, come back next Sunday afternoon for a watch-along. Uh, actually, I just realised, isn't it next Sunday morning? Because it's in Australia. I think it's at 6am. Let me have a quick look. Um, well, the Italians are passing around the back here with Verratti. It is. It's at 6am. I'm not convinced I'm going to be awake for 6am. Um for a watch-along. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. It's the end of the game. There you go. Referee is finally blowing his whistle. Uh, England celebrating like it's a cup final. Um, and of course, obviously, this is our qualifiers. It finishes 2-1 for England. Some interesting decisions. Was that a penalty in the first half? I said not so sure. Um, we will be covering that topic in the podcast, which comes out to your lovely ears um, Saturday afternoon. So keep out for that. We will discuss that then, including clips from this stream tonight. Gareth Southgate, big smile on his face. Um, seems very happy with the result. I think it was a little bit negative to finish things off there, in my opinion. But um, not a bad result for England. 2-1 in Naples. I think that's the first time Italy have lost a European qualifier in like 40 years or something like that. So really, really impressive for England there to do one over in Naples to the Italians. Um, we are going to start wrapping things up here. But just to say... Well done to England. Uh, some dodgy decisions out there. I'm not sure it was a penalty. Of course, I'll take it. Never going to complain. But that ref was a little bit dodgy for both teams, actually. Um, I'm not really sure that the Italians' arm had much interference in play. Um, I think the red card was a little bit harsh. Luke Shaw didn't back down. You know, the ref was there telling him to do so. Uh, but that did not happen. And there could have easily been another red card for someone like an Italian player out there. Um, it was definitely feisty in those last 15-20 minutes. England inviting a lot of pressure onto the ball. Really negative. I hate seeing Gareth Southgate play a back five. I bet he was buzzing when Luke Shaw got sent off. In the fact that he could then remove Foden. What a stupid substitution that was by the way. The man had been on for 10 minutes. Take Saka off. The man that had been tired and we hadn't seen. Did I even mention him much in the second half? I don't think so. Um... Poor Foden, um, but Gareth Southgate whips up that chance to play back five in an instant. Um, and had another goal gone in, we would have been stuffed, really, having five very, very defensive players. Uh, and even Declan Rice, who's a pretty deep CDM in today's game. Um, Calvin Phillips actually didn't do too bad. Um, let's stop our clock here as we hit the end, nearly the end of this stream. Um, there we go. Get rid of that. Um, Calvin Phillips impressed me. He was a lot better than I thought. He started off slow. It took him about 20 minutes to warm up to the game. Um, he, he he had a lot of loose passes. Um, but alongside him, Declan Rice, that, that regular as a CDM role, helped him, um, helped him sort of build up his confidence a bit more. And I think... Great substitution bringing Conor Gallagher on in the later stages. Nice fresh pair of legs there in the midfield. Um, Jude Bellingham was absolutely fantastic for about, what, he played about 80 minutes. 
Um, really, really enjoying seeing him play. Get into the get into the Premier League, Jude, if you're listening. Well, I mean, you won't be listening now, but if you listen back, Jude, come to the Prem, come to Man United. Um, but tell you what, it was a lot better game than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I am usually rather against um, internationals, but appreciate everyone that's tuned in. Um, if you're watching this back at another stage, you can uh, you can see listen to the podcast that will be a bit more well put together out on a Saturday afternoon. You will get clips from this, and you will also get added uh, segments as I record them um, for you guys. Immediate reaction from this game. I'll do a bit more in depth of that as I get to rewatch. Um, the penalty and the red card and we can discuss that in the episode um, ahead of we might do a watch along for the Ukraine game Sunday afternoon um, see how we go check out the Instagram check out the Twitter uh, all linked below check out the TikTok we're going to start getting TikToks out um, follow the Twitch if you haven't already share it with your friends and family so you're always up to date with when our next streams are um, we are most definitely doing a boxing watch along next Saturday evening for Anthony Joshua versus Franklin at the O2 Arena. And we m- might do a watch along for the s- Ukraine game on Sunday. Uh, and we'll be back then the following weekend uh, with the Premier League and uh, the F1 we'll talk about some point on Sunday. We probably won't do a live stream because it's 6 a.m. in the morning. But thank you very much for listening. Subscribe follow share all of those things um and appreciate it i will catch you guys very soon see you later